That is hilarious though. Like people should build more things out of Lego when, when required, like we should have a much more modular approach to our design of like things to hold our iPads to record podcasts on, you know? I think so. Yeah. Legos, Legos make for great fasteners. How long is this, how long is this Lego, uh, uh, ipad holder been years you've been using so so you've been using this for the podcast the whole time i'm just hearing about this now look can you see it holy shit man okay i can't believe i can't believe this is just coming up now that's amazing that's my setup that's my that's my rig man handkerchief dynasty using the, the top tier technologies in our production but seriously like you'd think there would be a million situations where if someone was just like oh if i had lego I could just solve this problem right here, right now. It's true. Mostly to do with things to put your iPad on or your Kindle or your yeah. cell phone. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. It's, uh, I use it uh, all the time. I put it on my belly when I'm in bed, you know, so I can rest on my belly. I put my phone in there. Oh, my God. It's, it's great. That's so perfect. Yeah, well, have, I mean, I, have I inspired you? You've inspired me a lot. Like, it's such a hopeful... Uh, such a hopeful thought that I'm enjoying so much. I'm really dreading starting the show now because once I start the show, that hopeful thought is going to die a thousand deaths spiritually and via MP3 file format, but let's get started anyways. Okay. You're traveling through another dimension. It is a dimension of dread, dimension of fear, a dimension of spooky things all around you. Yeah. Horrible feeling ever present, ever near. It lies between the pit of your insanity and the summit of all rational minds. It's an area we call Handkerchief Dynasty. We thank you for joining us and giving us your time. I am the secret professor joined as always by my high priest and chairman of the Zeitgeist Committee, the high priest of Oilers Magic. How are you, high priest? Good. That's one of my favorite projects. It's one of the best things I'm involved with is definitely the Zeitgeist Committee. I never skip those meetings. I always go for coffee afterwards. It's important stuff. It's like like a think tank. Unlike AA or Narcotics Anonymous, the the Zeitgeist Committee are meetings you don't want to skip. You know, I will see, you want to see something? You have your Lego. I have my like half Mickey of Canadian club. I'm going to take a sip here. I need this to get through. So, yeah, the thing about the Zeitgeist Committee is, you know, hey, here's the headline. The past is dust. The future is nothing but a dream. Our moment yeah. is now. Yes. This is all that exists. Give yes. into I mean, it and live your life. You can't miss those meetings. It's the nature of the meeting. Is especially, you know, if I'm the head of the committee, like I have to be there. Otherwise, of course, you know, it's not much of a zeitgeist committee if you're constantly missing meetings. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. It kind of shits shits on the face of the spirit of the thing. What percentage of like meetings globally you think right now are like those meetings that are like worthwhile, like the the zeitgeist committee meetings versus the ones that are just like bullshit meetings? Probably like (laughs) 0.01%. I was going to say 60-40, but yeah, there's some kind of, there's some kind of bad split there. Um, yeah. All right. Well, ostensibly, we're a hockey podcast, so let's delve into it. We do have a game to talk about. The Edmonton Oilers come back from their 10-day break and face yeah. the 30th place Ottawa Senators. 
um, you know, a relic of the NHL along with the Canadian Senate, which should be abolished. I figure, you know, looking at the level of dejection in the post games, we've reached, we've reached a tipping point, so to speak. Absolutely. Um, But we should talk about the game first. I mean, here's the thing we all said, myself included, we got to run Skinner, try Skinner, you know? Yeah. And we still got, we still, he still has a little bit of runway, but it's like the amount of runway for like a single agent biplane doing a, a drug mule run up from Columbia to the Florida Keys type thing. It's like, it's not a huge yeah. runway. It's like four or five, six games because the goaltending situation, my friend, Ugh. needs to be addressed with a capital yes. A. Yeah. And right now, like if, if Kenny Holland, I don't know, whatever approach he takes, he's a little old school. So maybe he's getting like a posse together, getting all the best gun rustlers and cattlemen and cowboys in town. And they're just going to go out and like fucking kidnap uh a goalie from somewhere like like some kind of anglo-saxon marriage ritual like marriage by kidnap you know what i mean like and then george, all of a sudden- george georgiev will wake up in the middle of the night like bolt <laughs> up right in bed and like, be like what's that what's that you hear that like look out his window and they'll be like men on horseback well there's a long and proud historical tradition of uh you know slave armies i mean just look at the janissary corps during the ottoman empire they would just go into russia and fucking kidnap people for centuries. It went on for centuries. Yeah. Went on for centuries. They take them back to the Ottoman Empire, make them into soldiers. And then like the Russians had to like, that's what the Cossacks originally were like built to fight. Although they of course became villains later on. I'm just saying, you know, I I mean, in terms of, we've also already, already scraped the bottom of the barrel in terms of our moral quandary and our willingness to go anywhere with the whole cane debacle that everyone's just moving on from really quick. Like it was some kind of fever dream. Nobody's talking about that. That No, it's not over until. That could be tomorrow. That could be the press. Seriously. I mean, yeah, that could be the, the, the proverbial straw. Um, But let's talk about the game. I mean, you know, Skinner had a, had a one really bad flub that was kind of fucked up, but I got to be honest. He had a bad, he had a bad game. The three, two game, the three, two goal and the three, three goal. I'll tell you who didn't look good on either of them. And that's my, my best friend and non-sexual cuddling companion, big Willie Lagason. He looked really bad on both those goals. I love him, but we, we, we're a team that's struggling with not only having too many young defensemen, we also don't have any goaltending. So It's no it's really, really bad. It's a really, really, it's, it's a precipice that we've come to. Um, we have no goal. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, they have like the 30th. We have no goaltending. goalie. Yeah. We have no yeah. goalie. Yeah. Like our options are guy that's hurts. Guy. <laughs> Koskinen is like, I almost appreciate him now, like less of a goalie then I do it's just kind of like like I have no idea what's gonna happen it's like like I've never like I'm I'm excited to see like what happens next and I'm almost like like his his flubs are so like um they're very impressive like they're spectacular flubs you know like they kind of like they bring you out of your seat Well, something has to, <laughs> like, it brings you out of your seat in the yeah. sense that and you just like get up guy, to castigate and scream at him and be like, you suck. The other guy, <laughs> like Skinner really needed to have a good game. And I think we were all, yeah. the game went about as bad as it could have gone for him. Like he lost the game. I mean, to he be honest, it, they lost the game. He gave up a bad goal, a really bad goal. And then like the other goals, like were also bad goals. So, I mean, if they were to just kind of, 
I mean, best case scenario. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. Is there one like the next game is against the Panthers who have scored 16, 16 goals. goals in their last two games. Yeah. Yeah. This is the so, thing. Like the fever dream of the start of the year is over. You know, like your, your hockey team is only really as good as their last 10 games. It's a very, it's very much in the spirit yeah, of the zeitgeist sure. committee. There's yeah, no, right. there's no past. There's no present. You can't, yeah. we can't look at any of the stats and say, oh, well, over the course of the season, our power play is still it's fuck that. No, no that power really play can't. is dead and gone. Like the Austria-Hungarian Empire, okay? Yeah, it's gone. Or like the Pechenegs. It's 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 it's. We can study it as like yeah. a an, a curiosity and oddity, you know, to, to to reflect on the passage of time and our own culture and our understanding of uh, human civilization, quote unquote. Yes. But beyond that, that the beginning of the year. It was a wild time though. Like I'll, I'll drink to it. I'll drink to that super fun start to the year. You know, yeah. right, right now I'm going to say that start to the year was one of the, some of the most fun I've had as an Oilers fan in recent memory. You remember we, we yeah. have the audio tape. We have the, there's the, the footage, the footage is here. We've kept the receipts. We were giddy with excitement because every yeah. Oilers game was, was, was the gateway to a treasure trove of, of mental and emotional delights. Yes. Uh, the, 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 the rational man dare not dream of in his yeah. mortal life. And yeah. I guess maybe we're paying for, like, maybe that's what this is. Maybe it's like the hub, we're paying for hubris, you know? That seems like, a little <laughs> <harsh>. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a little harsh. It's a little harsh. Um, so for me, like, what's on the table? Like, if you were Holland, what would you be willing to trade at this point to get a goalie? Because if it was me, the only guys at this point that would be off the table would be i think dry and mcdavid like anyone else i'd be like look we need to we have these two guys right now like i'm sorry like you have to go we're gonna get in a really good goalie because i feel so bad for these two guys like i just need them to see that like we have a really good goalie because we don't have any goalie right now so right now i would say anyone except those two guys is like on the table the way this team maybe nurse Nurse might be the only nurses off the table because we need two more nurses. We can't go out there with Big Willie Lagason and Bouchard. Yeah, but and we Duncan also don't Keith have a, and like we need we need more. Duncan defense. Keith is. Duncan I gotta Keith say, like our kind of well. our, our kind of franchise plan actually that I kind of was fully on board for for some reason idiotically was okay. Well, we got tons of good defensive prospects. So like in a little while, if we wait, we're gonna have all these good defensemen. It's like wait, no, no, those are that's the last. That's the first one you need to do because they take the longest. You, your defensemen are only going to be really, really solid like six, seven years in. Yeah. So it was a fool's errand to think that that Broberg and Bouchard and all these young players are going to bubble up. We still need to acquire a top four defenseman to make yeah, up for the loss of a cleft bomb. You know. But we also haven't had a goalie like since we accidentally stumbled into Rolison. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. That's the last time this, and that was like another situation where it's like oh my gosh like we're playing like mike morrison you remember those days when well how, how long has it been had? how is how long has it been since we reconnoitered the uh the druidic ruins related to the goalie the ancient ancient goalie are you guild kidding me? i do that like that's what i spend most of my time doing well are there like what are the energies stirring there because that could be interfering i mean we, we already know that the energies not the hell mouth around edmonton the edmonton environs are are an yeah. overall problem but there yeah. could be special goalie killing magics at work is what I'm trying to say. Here. I don't know, man. Cause you know, like, we still don't know like what the situation with Mike Smith and the, the, the wizards done. guild is. 
like uh, something happened yeah. with the Wizards Guild, man. Some shit went down. Mike Smith is like, do you consider him any sort of option? I don't consider him any sort of option moving forward. Like when people are like, um, when they're like, oh, I think we can get by like with the tandem of like Smith and Koskin. It's like, there is no tandem. Like one of your goalies will play a game and then he's like unable to dress himself for a week. Like that's not a situation, you know? Like he's so beat up after a game. It's like he plays one game and then he's out for like two weeks. Like this is, he's, he's just like the mind is willing, but the body truly isn't, I think. Like it's not an option. I don't consider him an option. No, I don't, no. Like we, no. we don't have, we literally. Well, he literally isn't an option. He's he literally almost, has, has barely been an option the entire year. So and it's no fault to him. Like injuries suck. No. It, it blows for him. And I hope yeah. he gets all of his fucking money and he lives a wonderful life and I'll love yes. him forever for what oh he's done gosh, for the, the cause. He's been a good soldier. He was, he's been a leader on the team when he was playing. So yes. he's in hockey Valhalla, Mike Smith. We love you. Yeah. And we want him as the next goalie coach slash yes. uh, like, like underworld kind of like semi gray zone yeah. kind of criminal figure who interacts with like the Montreal ma- mafia and like gets us some actual fucking like players or something like we got to do something. Well, we need a goalie. And I, I would be willing to give up anything except um, nurse. Would you give up red meat? Yes, gladly. Are you kidding me? In a second. In a would, you give up, would you give up carbs? I mean, let's not get crazy. Yes, I think I would. Well, I don't know. Carbs play a significant role in my enjoyment of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you couldn't have any more Pepsi. I'll tell you that much. Um. That'd be tough. Yeah, it's crazy. So did you watch? I mean, of course you did. Like you saw the post-game press conferences. Like, oh my God, McDavid, like it was I thought McDavid was gonna start crying. I literally no, wasn't thought, gonna start, but he was just like I don't super, know, man. Just there like, was a moment where I thought I was like I I could see like like tears were well. He's this is a guy who's never had to experience this before. Ever. How many years has he signed for in this shithole? I think he's got like three years left, maybe. Two years left. Uh, that's not good. Year? That's not good for us. That's not good for us because two years, three years left is like when you're, you know, like in bed with the CIA on like a deal to like infiltrate the Iranian nuclear program. And you're like, well, it's a two or three year project. You're like, okay, well, I'll take that. You know, like it's a good contract, but like yeah. I'm looking forward to it being over. You know, well, you know what? I mean, at this point, even best case scenario, the Oilers win the cup two times in a row. I don't think it's enough <laughs> for him to for him to come back. You know How much I mean? money is that guy going to make on the free market? Like, like the Canadian government is going to sell all the like Nazi gold in the treasure in the treasury or whatever to like try and get him to Toronto. I actually think, to be honest, you said the only two people that are untradeable. You know, like let's say worst case scenario, and I'm taking us. Can you just count my sips here as I go on this Canadian club? Okay. All right. If you had to trade one of them, or if you yeah. were to trade one of them, who would it be? between the two uh well for me personally like i'm a dry man so it would be connie i think the return on connie would be much higher the return on connie could be what let's say a goalie a couple of defensemen and like a center forward plus plus like it would be king's ransom it would be like beyond a king's ransom right yeah yeah do you think those things plus dry could get the Oilers into a position I, to be like an epic team. I mean, team. I have no idea. Like, look what we're talking about now. I know. An I know. epic team? No, not an epic team. No, 
I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that is, even if like, I mean. Because at this point, you got to start to wonder if Connie is looking at that two or three years yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. saying. You know what, man? Like I could be making even more and choose where I am instead of having it being dictated yeah. to me. You know, I think oh, he's yeah. actually old school enough that if the team is successful enough, he will want to stay because yeah. he's a character guy to a certain extent, mm-hmm. I think. But if, if, okay. if like, let's say, let's say the team continues thought- to be like two and whatever in like the next 15 games, does that signal the potential end of the fucking era? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, in my opinion, if the Oilers, even if they won cups twice in a row, he'd still be gone. Like he can't wait to get out of here. Like it's not enough. Two cups at this point for a guy like that in this stage in his career and what he's had to gone through, go through here, not enough. He, he'll be gone. You know what I mean? Like it's already over. Oh, hold on though. No, like we have McDavid for four more years. Okay, oh, thank okay. God. Four more years? So that's, that makes a difference. Four more yeah. years. Four more years. It's dry sidle who after this year, it's three years on dry. Okay. Well, that's still a really long time. Fuck man, dry could make a fucking killing as a free agent too, though. It will three more years my, for dry. It will break my heart if he plays anywhere else. Can you imagine if dry was just like, fuck man, I'll go and make because he's making 8.5. Okay, I'll go and make over double that and play in like Vegas or some shit. You know, yeah, no, I can't imagine that. I can imagine it's, with Connie, but uh, not with Dreisaitl. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel the same way. Well, he, I mean, he wants to go play at Toronto deep down. I think we all know. Yeah, I think he does. It's an Ontario boy. Those Ontario people, they're like the children of the corn. They like, they got their own thing going. They kind of like don't believe in anybody else. Everyone else to them is like, oh, they're not from Ontario. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know, man. Connie is a little. I don't know where I'm at with that guy right now. Oh, uh, whatever, man. Connie's great. Dry's great. But the team is just was pushing us to the brink of sanity right now. That's ultimately what's going on. And we're searching for answers. We're searching for a reason to believe that the beatings will stop. But we don't have those reasons. No. We don't have those insights. So I have, yeah. There's And like, not only do we not have those answers, the answers I've been provided with are ghastly. You yeah. know what I mean? So um, you gotta figure, I don't though, really know where I'm at with any of this right now i think tomorrow the other shoe is going to drop that presser tomorrow it's massive i think that's the biggest press yeah the oilers are having a press conference tomorrow what the fuck for well nobody knows those are the rumors anyway that's what your boy zach lang tweeted and somebody else he's your boy too didn't you didn't you help didn't you buy him from that accordion pimp in paris with me is that someone else our our boy I mean, as, as a term of affection, obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, let's see. Um, but I think that's going to be massive. I will say one thing. The Yamamoto goal was fucking awesome. So was the Cassian goal. Cassian goal was nice. I mean, the funny thing I is like... I thought he had a great on, game, actually. On, on, the, on the fucking 4-3 goal, though, like, holy shit, it was like... It was... The, uh, they were, I mean, they were, they were PKing. And there were literally three fucking opposition team players, three senators at the net in front of the yeah. goalie with all four defenders behind them. 
Yeah. And I'm just like thinking to myself, I was like, wait, hold on. They were on the penalty kill. I think it's kind of like psychologically got to be harder to penalty kill when this kind of like debauchery is going on win loss wise, you know, and you're just, it's, you're just in a world of pain. It's like, you're being forced to watch patch Adams on a loop 24 yeah, seven. They're brain. not being forced. You know what I mean? We talk about sometimes these guys, like, like, um, after the game when they say things like i don't know like it's like uh, there's nothing like the game but it's like well you didn't do anything that was the problem like it's easy right now to say like you don't know and like what's going on but we were both there i was watching the game there was like no pushback at any time like there was no moment where you tried to get the momentum back or like you it didn't happen you know what i mean like they played like ass we just don't have the players we have we have too many question marks in the lineup. We just, the, it's, a, it's a personnel issue at heart. And also, to be honest, let's be honest, the team is, is, if they haven't given up on Dave Tippett, they're coming close to it. And it is a little bit weird, like the timeouts thing, the like line deployments, Perlini yeah. and Devin Shore get, get a, that line gets a goal off of a pretty nice play, a little bit of luck involved with, by, uh, from Duncan Keith. Yeah. And they get like five minutes of ice time. Like, I mean, there might be something to the fact that the only wins we've had recently were in games where, you know, other yeah. people were involved. Yeah. And I mean, might- honestly, like, like, would they even fire the fucking general manager if, if like we really shit the bed? Like, let's say we become a bottom feeder team by year's end. Yeah. How can you not fire the GM too? I know. Well, I think tomorrow, like something massive is going to happen. No. You don't think so? And it's not going to be just some like baloney like it was last time. This is it's always baloney. You kidding no, me? It's at, no. it's at the baloney stand. No, no. The, the baloney one was last time. You know what I mean? You can't have another presser that's just more baloney. Like this is a presser because something has happened. You know Maybe I mean? it's Ken Holland is going to pull like a Paul Maurice and be like, look, I like did my best, you know but funny? it's time for a change. A friend of mine told me that's what he thinks is going to happen. Really? Yeah, that was... I mean, he's yeah. he's got such a do not give a fuck attitude and he's getting so little love right now, too. And it's like Edmonton is not his home. Like he's not he's not an Edmontonian by any measure at this point, I would say, you know, I think it's exceptionally stressful. Like it's can you imagine being the coach just to like eat shit 24 seven from the fan base? You think so? During this like COVID actually the worm has where every day you don't even know like who's in your lineup. Like, People have turned on Holland yeah. in a way that have, they've not turned on him henceforth. It's it's yeah. a, it's a, there's a new level. Like Mark Spector has been calling him out heavy. Like that shit has never really? happened before. Yeah, it was they basically said like, dude, like the Evander Kane thing just like shows that like Kenny Holland's like not not the guy. Well, like, Kenny he's Holland. Clearly... Yeah, Kenny Holland. But like, as I didn't know Speck had like called out Dave Tippett. Oh no, Kenny Holland's one who I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kenny yeah. Holland. Yeah. I, I don't, I've, you can't really call out Dave Tippett. I mean, like, he's like, he builds the stairs, right. You know, like, it's cool. He's not like a terrible guy, but I think like, it's, it's entirely possible that you got to do something, but I think like this team doesn't have a goalie. Like, why don't you have a goalie? That's insane. It is a little bit weird. It's like going to the first day of school without anything to write with or anything to write on or any binders. <laughs> But you got like, oh, it's like I got all my textbooks and I got these post-it notes. Oh, do you have a pen or a pencil? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm a visual learner. That's cool. Okay. Well, I can, you know, Stuart Skinner's here and Mike Smith is, is called in sick today, but he's, he's coming later maybe. 
And then there's this guy from Finland who's like wondering what the fuck ever possessed him to sign this contract in Edmonton, Alberta, other than the fact that it was just like insane money. But like, man, he like Mikko Koskinen's going to like leave Canada, go back to Europe and just like get a hypnotist to try and like erase his memories, like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind or something like, (laughs) like as if, he is not dying to turn the page now. And it's, you know, whatever he's, he's but a he hockey player. The, I mean, I don't think he can turn the pages, but I think like he's reached the end of like, there's no more pages. To turn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't you think he's like, you it's think like he's a got jacket? like, a, you think he's got another gear that we just haven't seen yet. I think like, oh man, we don't No, I mean, we'll, we, we'll see what we see. Like Miko, we know what Miko Koskinen's ceiling is and like, he's not a bad guy. Like I love him. He's an oiler. Yeah. And I cheered like hell for him for a long time, but he can only play to a certain level. You know, I can't fucking play hockey. I can't be a bubble player between like the NHL and another league or an NHL player or an AHL player. I couldn't really like tell you the rules of lacrosse or count 55 in proper sequential order for you. You know, like I'm a different type. So whatever. But uh, it is pretty funny because like the Mike Smith, uh, season last year like feels like such a mirage and such a like crazy thing to bet on well, it really comes down to like man if, if we should have fucking like backed the fucking Brinks truck up for Markstrom that's the number one GM crime at this point because it sounds like he went to Calgary because they offered him one more year and Kenny Holland was just like no I'm not doing six years I'll do five or whatever I'm not doing six yeah. and that looks like like really like the biggest thing that's fucked us right now, because a a goalie of that caliber willing to come and play here. And I don't think the money was even that crazy. And you can buy out the last couple of years if the shit hits the fan, but like Markstrom after one shitty year in Calgary is looking like the guy, you know, after fucking carrying loads of fucking Canucks teams too. It's it's awful when you think about how like hard the Oilers pursued Markstrom. It was like priority number one, get a goalie. Right. So they went after Markstrom. And then didn't get him and then didn't like didn't do anything. Like at that point, uh, the decision was made that like Smith and Koskinen would be the guys, even though priority number one was like getting a goalie. But because you didn't get it, it became not only like not not still priority number one, it would no longer a priority at all. They just decided to go with Smith and Koskinen. Like it's yeah, it's a real crime. I don't think Holland has been very good. Like my, I know last time we were talking about the heaps of general managers we've had. And to me, uh, Kenny Holland is closer to the heap of bad ones we've had than good ones. I don't think he's closer. I still think he's near the top of that heap because there was some shit general managing going on for a while. Yeah, but, but what I, has he done? What big moves is he? Yeah, but it's like the French Navy in the Napoleonic era, man. It's like they they don't have enough trained officers with skills, so they lose Navy battles. This is Ken Holland. So then they have to replace them with with recruits, and then they still don't have enough naval officers. All of a sudden, you can't win like a fucking two to one battle against the British Navy because it's like these things snowball after a while, especially in like a hyper, uh, like valuable. Let's be honest, and and therefore, uh, like fixated on. Uh, market like Edmonton you know like those scrums man like I I think they should just have a rule that like the players five times a year can just opt to not have to answer questions after the game because like I love listening to them after the game don't get me wrong I love inside sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Jed 
I love all that shit. Yeah. But after a while, when it comes to like the really brutal playoff losses and like these horrible regular season stretches, it's just like, man, just like, I don't need to hear from these guys. I don't need man, to see I the pain. Know. Like, let it go. Like, let the pain go for a little while. Yeah. Connor McDavid should buy the team. That's what he should do. He should well, pull a I Lemieux. Mean, you bring up an extra, an interesting point because I think that tomorrow at the press conference, it's going to be a, a Kate's press conference. I think Kate's is going to be there. So if it's, and if it is another baloney stand, then it will be Kate's manning the baloney stand tomorrow mm. and reassuring us that like um, winning is of extreme importance. But a Kate's press conference tomorrow is like massive news because that just, you've poured now more more gasoline onto the dumpster fire you know what i mean well he wants his fucking investment to pay off like i mean like a playoff does team he, does he is care? a different i mean he's a businessman first and foremost i mean yeah, he's also I mean, a fan he's an edmontonian although he lives in vancouver who would not do who would do it but like he's flying out from vancouver can i just say like the fucking assholes that made fun of his appearance the last time he did the press press conference have like a special place in hell reserved for them don't you think like yeah of course it's like dude like the guys having health challenges, like fuck you. Yeah, um, but I also think like he does not give a shit about winning. Like he's completely hands off of this thing. I'm you know sure I mean? when he looks at the balance book and sees that a, a, a team that's going two rounds into the playoffs year in year out, and like the the gate revenue and the merchandise and everything, I'm sure he wants the team to be winning to a certain extent. But he's a hands off guy, so the fact that he's showing up at all, you know, is he rarely shows up. So things it, it signals that things have gotten really, really bad. Well, that's so yeah, what maybe I think, like, that's what I think we're gonna get tomorrow. Man, that's can you my, imagine my if Kenny Holland out. resigned right now? To be honest, if he did, it would be yeah, I'd have to give him kind of props resign. in a way. Nobody's gonna resign. No, no. Who resigns? I think that's a very unique Paul Maurice type of thing. Like I yeah, don't think kind of, that's like I mean he could have been inspired by Paul. He wouldn't yeah, be the first. So. the mood is so is so dire though it's like yeah, really it's like true. a land of like the forlorn you know like something out of like dante it's like it's like there's just like like prostrate <laughs> prostrate oilers yeah. fans like strung along the streets you know like speaking in gibberish and with like mud on their faces and they're like oh, oh, oh. well i mean like the taste of this evander king situation the taste that's left like like i, I have we really talked know. about it that much Oh yeah, I mean, we, we talked about last it last episode. time, but like it was all about that. But I mean, like, like still it's still a it position more. where if 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 he's if they wind up with that guy, then I'm like, I'm done, like I'm out, like that's. And I'm yeah. still thinking that, like that whole Ottawa Senators game, and to me, I've been thinking after that game, uh, processing that game, mm-hmm. I keep telling myself like, if that was it, if it all ends, and that Senators game was the last one that I've rooted for them for, for like the next little while until like, uh, you know, whatever happens next, then it felt like a very like um, a uh, appropriate way for it all to end. You know what I mean? Like watching sure. that game go down. <laughs> like I kind of like made peace with everything during that game. You really did. So, but it's crazy even to have those thoughts, like the Edmonton Oilers fan right now, like you're saying, he's in a very sort of, it's like it's it's almost like well at the beginning of this season like i remember saying that i thought that like covid and the oilers were gonna like come to a 
they were going to meet someone. <sighs> yeah. And I didn't mean like this, but that's what this feels like. You know what well, I mean? You know, it's, I mean the, it's like the COVID Oilers is, is uh, this is a very real thing. Like COVID has infected the very soul of the Oilers itself. The Omicron virus. <laughs> Omicron like is the most menacing, the most menacing of the variant names. Don't you think? What yes. have we had? Because we had like vanilla COVID and then we had, was Delta the really big like brand name one? Was there, was there yeah. one before Delta? Uh, I think there was. Uh, like what, what, what happened uh, on the day in like the marketing department at Delta Airlines when like the Delta like variant started to like really like take root? You know, well, it was probably one of the best days in like the past years. <laughs> Delta like still around even? I hadn't well, thought of that airline since uh, until like I heard that. And then I was like, oh, Delta, like the airlines. And then I bought a bunch of airplane tickets later that day. <laughs> like a mad Me too. Yeah. No, I bought stock. I bought stock uh, in Delta Airlines today. I was like, this, there's no bad publicity is what I said. Well, it's what my financial advisor said. He's what about, um, out of pocket you, in Bulgaria right now. Did you watch like, you saw Cassian's presser too, right? Like, I love Cassian's was- presser. I love Cassian's presser because he was literally just like, whatever, like, fuck. Like, what about when he was like, he spat. Did you see the part was, where he spat? When he was like, the writing's on the wall. What did you make of that comment? I mean, the writing's on the wall is, uh, is one of those sayings that one trots out um, under the a situation that's not as if not at the breaking point very close to the breaking point like this the penultimate step before that breaking point the writings on the right. wall is what you say in like divorce proceedings you know it's what you say in like meetings where you have someone's gets someone gets fired you know yeah it's yeah, what you yeah. say in like peace negotiations between the austria-hungarians and the french republicans yeah uh during any of the wars of the first to fourth coalitions. I mean, ultimately, like when you're fucked, you know you're fucked. We just don't have the players, man. And it starts goaltending, a little bit of issues on defense, probably some issues at forward too, let's be honest, up and down the lineup. I I mean, the Hyman acquisition, I still like it. I'm still on board with Fogel. I'm still on board with Nuge and Dry and Connie, obviously, and Nurse. But like, here's a question for you. Beyond Nurse... Who are our like guys on defense? I mean, really, like CC is the next one, and yeah, he's CC. basically like a solid top four defenseman, but not exactly like a superstar, right? Well, I don't Still, know. I think Duncan, Duncan, pretty Keith fucking good. Played, he's played pretty well, hasn't he? Duncan I mean, Keith, Keith has been up and down. I think I think he's yeah, generally yeah. been, uh, been like unfairly good. maligned. He's in the unfairly yeah. maligned column. Yeah. Well, fairly uh, and unfairly, I'd say. Uh, it's it's a mixture. Yeah. It's a melange. Yeah. Um, but like, God damn it, man. It's like a hockey team without a goalie is like. Yeah, you can't have that. Like this needs, like we need a goalie. Like if, for example, if at tomorrow's presser, they were like, guess what, everybody? Uh, we have a goalie. And they were like, Marc-Andre Fleury. Everyone would be like, oh, like, thank God. Thank God. You know what I mean? Like you'd feel an enormous weight had been lifted off your shoulders. It does seem so simple in a way, doesn't it? Like, why don't we have, like, we have absolutely nobody. We have like a rotation of three guys who all stink. Uh, I mean, I don't fucking care. Like, let's, uh, let's honestly, we'll give Skinner one more game, see how he looks. And then I say we fucking roll Konolovov if 
Kanavalov if we don't have another goalie by then. And then if we don't have a goalie by then, I think we all need to get out the pitchforks a la Frankenstein. Yeah. And we got to drive this monster out of town or at least do some kind of. I mean, but uh, Koskinen's going to get the next game. You know what I mean? Like Nico Koskinen could have won us that game against the Senators, to be honest. It's not exactly <laughs> no, like Skinner gave up six goals. No, he could have. No, he, he could have. I mean, no, it's true. He fucking sucks. He sucks. The have you looked at the schedule? Have, have you looked at the schedule for concession for the next couple of weeks? The Senators would have put the puck in the corner and like just kept doing it. You know, they would have made Miko play the puck. It's like so sad knowing that the other team. I always think that watching Oilers games, like you know that the coach is walking in the room, being like, "Just make the goalie play." Simple as that, guys. Make the goalie handle the puck and uh, <laughs> get a couple goals. And like it happens every single game. Did, did you see how fucking like how much joie de vivre there was and how boisterous the Ottawa goal celebrations were? It was like oh, yeah. the most insanely boisterous and joie de vivre filled celebrations I've ever seen. There was one where two of them on the bench were like kind of pretending to fight a little bit with like the guy in the middle, like trying to break them up, pretend style, like almost like a sketch comedy fucking show. Like I've yeah. never seen players that happy. It was almost well, actually the biggest crime. It was the it was the toughest pill to swallow on the night. Let me ask you this. How happy the Ottawa Senators were. Did you ever see the Oilers that happy, even when they were on their run? Like the Oilers. I've never seen, seen anyone that happy in my yeah. life. In my entire Oilers, life up till the Oilers, now. The Oilers to me seemed like a very miserable team, like at all times, except for like very like moments. Loveless not. marriage analogy. That's where we're entering. We're, we're heading into the loveless marriage analogy territory, <laughs> which is a very dark step, a very dark step on the path to insanity, you know, to the to insanity and to the pursuit of alternative hockey team fandoms. I don't really know how one chooses a team, though. It's not something I ever learned or was ever yeah. taught. Yeah, I don't know if you have enough experience yet. I do live in Vancouver, so stands to reason that that should make that yeah. a contender somehow. Right. I mean, you're not there yet, but we're not I don't there. really, I'm not really a fan of Vancouver fans. Like I've, I've talked to people who loved, apparently the thing I've heard people say is you go to the casino and play poker after the Canucks games, because there's a bunch of drunk guys in Canucks jerseys who are like drunk and like, uh, like easy to like beat. So in that sense, I like Canucks fans. So, if I was the type to ever go to a casino and play cards, which I'm not. I did it once, like, goddamn, like 12 years ago. The Oilers season right now feels like I felt on that day. I went to this casino. I uh, cashed in for 100 bucks at the Texas Hold'em table. And I went, uh, I think I went all in with Pocket Kings. No, I think I went all in with like a bluff. Like I was just, I was garbage. Yeah. I lost my $100 in like 15 minutes. You know, walked out and I was just like, and that's why you don't do that, my friend. It was a real life lesson. Yeah. It's like you're not so, playing a fucking like table game on your kitchen table with like your drunk friends. It's like it's a, a dirty <laughs> story you just told. It's a dirty story? Yeah, it's real. That's dirty. we've had a dirty like, season, so it's appropriate, my friend. How many sips? I told you to count how many sips of this Canadian club the secret professor was taking. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't been counting. Oh, like 45 been, so far. I haven't been doing that. Yeah, yeah so, so I don't know like what's gonna happen. I know that our schedule for the next little while is laughably difficult. Laughably, laughably difficult? Oh yeah. Laughably. It's, it's crazy. It's like Florida, Carolina, the Capitals, like maybe Florida like twice or something like that. 
That's who it's we should like fucking cheer like for. Dude, fans. that's who we should cheer for. We should become Florida Panthers fans. And then we can just no, go man. to Florida once a year and take in a fucking Panthers game. Yeah. Handkerchief Dynasty. No, what are we, we'll rebrand. What are we going to call ourselves? Sunshine Dynasty? The Dynasty of the Sun? Let's start. Let's start talking to the fucking. Uh, let's start talking to the fucking PR the department. Dynasty of, the <laughs> Dynasty of the Sun is kind of awesome. If we could interview, we could interview Christian Bale. Tie it in there. Here, I'm just checking the schedule because you said it was laughably difficult, and I, if I recall correctly, I mean the thing yeah, is, our December schedule was pretty. It was busy with with winnable games. Yeah. All right. So. Winnipeg. Yeah. Chicago. I think those were I think those were postponed. Florida on the 20th is the next game. Yeah. And then we play Calgary. God, that's gonna be a bloodbath. Oh, that has potential. God. That has potential to really like get everyone on moored, don't you think? Don't you think there'll be like a little bit of a higher percentage from like a from like a global health and like epi- epidemiological perspective? of like psychic breaks after that <laughs> Calgary game one way or another. Yeah. Canucks yeah. Preds. I mean, Montreal sucks. And then we play the senators again, who supposedly suck. And yeah, capitals. Yeah. Holy shit though. Yeah. Cause the sk- the new schedule hasn't really dropped. There's like a bunch of blank pages. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing too. It's like the whole COVID experience of hockey is kind yeah. of shit. Like oh, that one yeah, game we played sure. without fans. You remember the one game we played without fans? Who, who was that against? Was that against Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Hyman had the like joking like wave to the non-existent fans during right. his like his like welcome back video montage. Yeah. Like seriously, those games where there's no fans in the building, like that's not fucking hockey. I'm telling you that shit right now. Whatever that shit is, it's like a high level practice. And I'm sure you can really enjoy it on a number of levels. And it's not too bad when there's no other fucking humanly possible alter- alternative. Well, you know what? But like, man? fuck hockey without fans. And I'm I'd not say saying like open the doors or anything. No. Like, but I'm kind of saying like the fact that the hockey has kept going this entire time. Like, I mean, we don't have a goalie and whatever. But for all teams, it's like you have no idea when you go to the, like, you, you don't like injuries aside. Like, it's really hard to sort of build a team that you, you know what I mean? Like, guys are out of the lineup for like yeah. 10 days, and then a bunch more guys are out of the lineup. Like, it's impossible. How do you, like, the can you imagine that instead of like, if it wasn't COVID protocol, if the Oilers had been injured during this entire stretch, that's all we'd be talking about. You're like, this is incredible. Like, I've never seen more guys get injured. And that's essentially what happened. Like, they've had so many games lost to COVID. Like it's crazy and throughout the entire league. So to a certain extent, I think this, and you know, maybe it's a cop out because um, the Oilers are playing like crap right now, but like to a certain extent, this entire season and the, the past like two or three seasons are like a bit of a wash. You know what I mean? Mm. No, like totally. I, I, there's still a big part of me. Like it's great that these games are happening, but it seems like really, <laughs> like really messed up. You know what I mean? Yeah, unquestionable, kind of on like a certain level. Yeah, you know? well, extremely yeah. questionable. Extremely questionable. Yeah, I don't know, man. But I mean, whatever. The, like I said, the Oilers, they also don't have a goalie, right? 
right? Well, it's good. That's the thing. It's questionable on top of another layer of questionability, yeah. which is the yeah, Edmonton yeah. Oilers, which is anything the Oilers do, a million different people could be like, why the fuck are you doing that? You fucking idiot. You fucking suck. Suck a bag of dicks for doing that. You're so stupid for making that move with the Edmonton Oilers roster. It's like, it's not like that for, let's say, 10 to 15 teams in the league, but for yeah. Edmonton, for Montreal, for Toronto, and yeah, Vancouver, also probably all the Canadian teams. The Oilers also don't have a goalie. You know what yeah. I mean? Like some of the scorn and like confusion is really well earned. Yeah. You know? And I mean, there's negative Oilers fans, and there was Oilers fans that were shitting on the team when they were nine and one. And then those and those guys now are like, oh, I told you. And it's like, no, no, no. Like you're just like uh, you're just a piece of shit. <laughs> Zero. <problem. laughs> you notice the people, people that are like super now. pissed because like Ethan Bear got scratched in Carolina, and like a bunch of people were just like, yeah. And then the like Ethan Bear people were. I mean, like I fucking love Ethan Bear, but like it's a hockey trade. I like Fogel too. Like fuck off. That's fine. Yeah. You know, like, why do we have to shit on one or the other? They're human fucking beings, you know? But I mean, the Oilers, like, there's, I think you can make a strong argument that the Oilers as an organization have really sort of fucked up, made some massive mistakes, some boners. And I don't know, like, what's going to happen. It's like a a hockey team without a goalie is like a wedding without a second participant. You know, like some people do marry themselves. That is something that takes place as like yeah. a way of like affirming their single life and then signaling that they're actually totally comfortable not succumbing to the heteronormative whims yeah. of, of, you know, this, this pressure to get married and have a mate and procreate and continue to produce uh, soldiers for the Prussian state or whatever the fuck. I mean, a good, the funny thing is, like, do you think, what do you think it's like as a GM of a team that doesn't have a goalie negotiating with other GMs that maybe have the, a goalie they could trade? To? I don't know. I tell, that's what I mean. I, like, everything would be on the table. I'd be like, what do you want? We need a goalie here. We have the seems, two best players on earth. Seems like it would be really bad. doesn't have a goalie. It seems like it would be really bad, though. Because, like, I even hear, like, anxiety and, like, a defeatedness and, like, a willingness to do anything to please in your voice, which is a horrible sig- signal. Yeah, I, like, I kind of think I mean, it's a tough situation to be in to a certain extent because they know they have you over a barrel. Yeah, but that's fine. Sometimes that's fine. It's like you just need a goalie. I mean, you're willing to accept, like you're going to give something up. You know what I mean? You sound like this someone idea... who's like willing to participate in like Fifty Shades of Grey style, like sexotomy, but like without a safe word. It's a bad scene, man. It's I'm a bad scene. That you... Sometimes, uh, you, <laughs> you can't just be like, in... I'll do anything. Anything. Not good. Yeah, but, I mean, what are you going to do? They're going to be. They're going to be like, I don't know. Like, you go to, you're like, we don't have a goalie. We need one. And then the <laughs> person you're negotiating with, like, I don't know. Like, what are you going to give us? And you're like, well, uh, you know, I'll give you these guys. And you don't this whole time. You don't have a goalie. And they're like, I don't know. That's not really enough. And then you're like, all right, you had your chance. And then you go back no. and you're like, sorry guys, like we still don't have a goalie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, like it's like even really, if even if even if you had a deal in principle, you know, uh, you'd still get to the point where like, it would be the time to sign it. And they would say, Oh, actually though, one more condition on this trade. Can you just ask for it? Like a lady, can you ask for the goalie in a lady's voice? And they're like, and, and you're like, no, I won't. And then they're like, okay, well, the deal's off. And you're like, can yeah. I have a goalie please? Yeah, exactly. 
like they're going to dehumanize you. That's part. Kenny Holland is probably resigning because he can't put up with fucked up negotiations. He was a vacuum salesman. He's like vacuum salesmen are like the kings of dehumanization. He's he's probably dying to like get back to the states to sell vacuums again. Yeah, well, it's just a bigger Um, market. It's bigger vacuum market. It's like the major leagues of vacuum salesmen. And it sounds pretty much like nobody in the league would be doing it, really, from what I've heard, is like pursuing Evander Kane. You know what I mean? Like it's one bad decision after another. Did you just go, go, go on like a 20 second Evander Kane rant as I get water? Continue. Well, I mean, I don't really want to rant about it. I'm not going to talk about Evander Kane when the schmuck goes to get water. I'm just going to sit here. Until he comes back. <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> yeah. You know you totally, what I mean? I, you totally didn't I, go on. A, did, did you no, go? No, I wouldn't do that though. Like I wouldn't. Like that's crazy. And nobody thinks it's a good idea. You know what I mean? Like the entire, basically, I mean, there's possibly a few organizations that are like, I don't know. I really don't believe anyone's pursuing him as hard as the Edmonton Oilers. They might be now because well, I mean, does who, who, per, who, who pursues a life preserver like more than the drowning man? Though, like, but if <laughs> that, that's Kane the desperation of it. Preserver. No, I know. He's it's like it's a p. It's like it's like a quasi life preserver that was manufactured in like a no a, a no longer ex existent no. Eastern Bloc country with really lax safety protocols. It's an anvil. It might be a life preserver painted anchor, but like there's a component of our listeners that right now are saying, yeah, but I mean, he could score 20 goals on someone's wing. I mean, it's the kind of thing where it's a dirty dozen type (laughs) scenario where you kind of don't care who you sign up. You just need a crew. Uh, Yeah. Well, that's certainly what it sounds like. Right. And to be doing that, like you don't have a goalie and that's what you're going to do. You're going to throw Evander Kane into this mix. It's just like, are you kidding me? And like everybody is like, like me, you know, somebody who's like maybe values like uh, dignity and self-respect more than wins. I mean, it's not a good look, right? No. You're going to lose so much of your fan base. Yeah, that's off. So I think like that's another poor decision. Like I don't think Kenny Holland should be in charge of this team. And I think Tate should not own this team. Like I think this entire thing now, like it's, it's real bad. This is a real bad situation that I was in. Say, say what you like want about Cates. At least he's been mostly rock solid on keeping them in Edmonton. The Oilers? Like yeah. Keeping the Oilers in Edmonton? Yeah, Cates, is, he only ever flirted once with the idea, mostly as like a negotiating tactic. Can you yeah, imagine what, what fucking city, like how, how excited would Quebec City be? I mean, obviously, the Oilers aren't relocating. It's not going to happen, but... I don't know. A new owner might not be as quite rock solid on that as Case has been. Is my only point. But yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. You're you were really setting the bar high for expectations on this press conference. There was there was a point where I don't know if it only happened once this year where people are like, "Oh, Kenny Holland is going to speak to the media tomorrow or today," but it never happened. Yeah, it was like, well, he did it like last week, and it was like a total gong show, right? It was and pretty fucked fact- up that there's another one so soon and right after this senators game uh 
I think there's going to be something. Something's going to happen tomorrow. I just have a feeling. Maybe they're going to announce that they're going to write a it public letter be, of apology to Ryan Strom. I think it's going to be Kate's. I think it's going to be a Kate's press conference. Maybe he's going to sell the team because now of he's health interests? Or is he going to say, gonna be a, gonna say calm gonna, down? It's going to be a baloney stand operated by Daryl Cates, is what I'm predicting. Well, yeah, but you go to the baloney stand. What can you expect but the baloney? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess so, but also like that is where stuff is announced, right? At press conferences, like that's yeah. where announcements are made at, at the baloney stand. So you expect baloney, but then sometimes you get uh, something that's not baloney. And then you're um, like, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot they also serve things that aren't baloney here sometimes. I'm not looking forward to having, oh shit, did my camera just fuck up? Ah! I'm really looking forward to having my Monday morning interrupted by a bologna sandwich of dubious quality. My already precarious Monday morning, which generally I have a hell of a time getting through Monday. Monday to me is like the the battlefield of the soul where I fight to preserve my tenuous spiritual core for another seven days every week. Hmm. Do you have that experience for Mondays? I have the Mondays really bad. That's more like a Wednesday thing, actually. Maybe. Interesting. Sure. Interesting. I just don't think can Kane even play here. Like, what's going on? He like lied to get into the country. He could be going to on jail. December twenty ninth. Yeah. It is funny how quickly everyone moved on, though. Everyone's just like, oh, let's just forget that happened. You know, but you know what? I think that behind the scenes, Kenny Holland is uh, pursuing it pretty hard. I think that that's what's going on right now. Well, yeah, and all things are going like, on trying, behind the scenes. He's trying to find a way to make it work. You know. Which like we're up, we're secretly we're secretly involved in all kinds of things with the Zeitgeist Committee behind the scenes, man. Yeah. Yeah, behind crazy. the scenes is and pretty we have scary. To wait, like a, a bunch of days, like until Thursday, for them to play again, and then they play the Panthers. This is yeah, going to be a like, rough week. This is going to be a rough week. I'm telling you right now, this is going to be a rough week. By Thursday, Oilers fans are going to be uh, at yeah, the breaking like, point. Well, like Donner Party type of vibes <laughs> by Thursday. Like stuck in a pit and, uh, you know, eating the ones at the very top. Eating the ones like sequentially to get out of this pit here. Yeah. Like the dairy cow that like murders its own progeny just so they don't have to suffer the same fate as them. Yeah, it's gonna be it, it snowballs pretty fucking quickly in this environment. That's that's one of the biggest challenges for the franchise as a whole. Is it's it's an environment that's susceptible to yeah, but they don't snowballing the team, dread. But the team doesn't push back. You know what I mean? The Oilers are just so part of my French, so fucking soft. I mean, I've never seen a team so soft as the Edmonton Oilers. Just for years and years and years. And like I think they're an easy beat. They're just an easy beat. When you watch other games, like after every single whistle, there's some sort of bullshit going on. You know, somebody's got their glove in somebody's face. And with the Oilers, they just don't do that. And I think that makes them an easy beat. And with mm. the lack of goaltending that they have, like forget it. It's just like you know. Like, it never looked at any point during that Senators game that they were playing the Ottawa Senators. It looked like they were playing, like, a first-place team or something. 
Like a but what? They never, like, it looked like they were playing like a first place team. Mm. Like they never really exerted their will. Maybe a couple shifts, a couple rotations, but like not really. They were if, like trading chances and like, but they were never. Well, no, we so outchanced them like hell. We have, we like, we outchanced so them like soft. 20 to 10. No, we're yeah, still, honestly, it comes down to we got some really young defensemen that are young defensemen and but we don't have a goalie. Teams, but other teams have young defensemen too. But they, other teams have young like, defensemen that they're that they're carefully getting in there as opposed yeah. to being forced to put them in there because of XYZ. The Oilers are just so fucking soft. That's to me. The Would you trade issue. Bouchard in a deal for a goalie? Bouchard Ugh. gone for the goalie? I don't think he's ready at all. At this point, I think like he should be playing the AHL. He hasn't looked that great to me this entire no. season. I don't think he should be in the AHL, but I think really? he would be he'd be sheltered by a better team. Yeah. He doesn't look great to me. He's he's looked good in bursts. And he's he's a dynamic player. This is the thing I will say, unlike his defensive partner partner, with apologies to his agent Alan Walsh, big Willie Lagason, Ethan Evan Bouchard has an offensive dimension to his game. It's not as though he's going out there and besides being on the ice for multiple goals against, like in the Ottawa game, he's also you know, not producing any offense. Like Big Willie Lagason, he's got a huge dick, but he does not put up points. He does not make plays, really. Yeah. That's I mean, not like, been something that we've seen from him. Bush is like a shittier Tyson Berry. Wow. That should be the name of this episode, but unfortunately, Apple Podcasts won't allow profanity in the title. If they did, the, the name of this episode would be the shittier version of Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry's not the problem. We just need more guys. No. We just need more guys to go with the other guys that are good. Same old story. You know, it's like the yeah, old French Navy. We just, we, our officers keep on dying because we don't have the advantage in training and knowledge. And then we continue. It just, you know, gets worse and worse. I just think like they're too soft. Yeah. And no I, goalie. They don't have a goalie and they play like whips. The, the thing about and the no goalie thing is years. it basically defeats years. the purpose of like talking about hockey at all. When a team yeah, doesn't exactly. have a goalie, it's like, exactly. what else can you talk about it other than they don't have a goalie there and, 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 it, and it taints everything else you could talk about. Well, if I was a coach on a team that didn't have a goalie and I got fired, I'd be like, I can't believe you fired me before you got a goalie. Like, so now when are you going to get a goalie? Because the new coach isn't going to make the goalie any better. You know what I mean? No. Like a new coach isn't going to make Miko Koskinen a better puck handler, I don't think. No. Or like give him a better glove hand. How many coaches have we seen? Like it's been, you know. Stuart Skinner's glove hand didn't look that great in the last game either. No, it looked brutal. He had a a terrible game. Really bad. It is weird. I mean, to be honest though, like if Kenny Holland was here right now, I think he would say something on the lines of like, look, motherfucker, I inherited Miko fucking Koskinen, okay? So you try getting like a third, like another goalie to go on top of your $4.5 million yeah. guy that's like a, an overpaid, like fringe level backup. Yeah. Like you he's know not as though he's had, I, 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 would I mean, say, okay, I will try, Kenny. I will try. Yeah. 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 Because like the, the nightmare you, with that, with that cap, that, that cap space is going to be over soon. He could have bought out Miko this summer. That's another element of this whole question. A lot of people yeah, were thinking, you know what? Nothing. Fucking buy Miko out. Yes. But Kenny was he just like, nothing. I want to save the money. Like he, you know, he knows the new vacuum tubes are coming in next season. He doesn't want to spend money on vacuum tubes right now. 
Yeah, so he's gonna save a little bit of money for the team and all this stuff like he's like i'm not gonna get a rental player like what are you doing what are you going to do because you've said how you're like flying to manila and not getting a rental car you're not gonna get a goalie you're You're gonna gonna fly to trade a first round pick on vacation and not not do a rental car you're gonna take the bus as you trot the globe like you need a rental player I mean, the thing, what he, he really said, this team might not even be good enough to justify getting a rental player is what he really said, you know? Maybe that pissed Cates off. Maybe Cates was, like, chilling in his Vancouver condo, and he's just like, dude, yeah, just maybe. fucking trade that fucking first-round pick. Who gives a shit? Like, what are we waiting for? Well, like, again, man, that could be tomorrow, man. Like, that, that, if I was an owner and I wasn't, like, all I cared about was when people said something like that about the team that I owned, could be enough. Who knows, man? I think this presser tomorrow is going to be wild. I'm not expecting more baloney. And if it's, if it, if it's Kate serving the baloney, that's a totally different type of baloney. That's is a there bologna. a little bit of mustard in that? It's like two pieces of white bread, some baloney, and like a little bit of yellow mustard at least? A little, maybe a little bit of mayo? What else, what else could you put on there to help that? like disgusting shit go down that's what i want to know well if it actually was bologna i mean it would be amazing i love bologna sandwiches yeah i just yeah, they're okay. the team's in a really bad place but i'm expecting fireworks at this thing tomorrow i think it's gonna be crazy this i don't think i can't remember a regular season loss that was this derided and like poured over and dissected and just sort of like like everyone was so disgusted did you hear read and, and uh um no i was gonna listen to it but i couldn't i just I with felt uh, like rob brown felt like it a was bad thing to do. there was like <laughs> they were there were there were some pretty passionate back and forth um really pretty, like the, the the dejection levels again this is what we this is what we kicked off with the dejection levels are off the charts it's like it's like the the nuclear technicians at Chernobyl are like looking at their instruments that measure the dejection levels in the nuclear reactor, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, they're over 155. That means the reactor is like blown its roof off, and we're all gonna die." And then the like manager, a la Kenny Holland, is like, "No, that's not what the dejection levels read. Go down and verify." Yeah. And then Kate's is gonna step in and be like, oh, "Okay." So like, what was going on? Like, give me give me a sample of what read and like what just like uh, Rob like Brown was just saying like. It? Callers were calling in. I mean, but basically Rob was basically just saying, look, we're not a good hockey team. And we need to right. give up on like expecting to, to like beat other teams that much because we're kind of a shitty hockey team. And Reed Wilkins was just like, look, dude, we've been a shitty hockey team forever. Like how fucking long does this shit have? This is, I mean, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, right, but how long right. does this fucking shit have to go on for? And then it was just like, yeah, but we're a bad team. Yeah, but we can't tolerate that. Yeah, but we're a bad team. We went back and forth, and they, Between I think it ended up in some kind of blows. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there well, was there was there was bloodlet. I mean, the other crazy thing is, at the beginning of the year, we weren't a bad hockey team. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. don't you think that's kind of crazy? We had the best start this franchise has ever had. It's true. Like, they were I talking mean, about at the time. It was like past. best in like forever. Yeah, but no, you can't live in the I past. Mean, but it's crazy that that's how the season started. And honestly, yeah, a blessing crazy. in a way. Because can you imagine if we had started off shitty and we were still no. shitty now? Because like nobody we, thought we, that we, was we'd be going to, going, to walk, going to the bridges, man. 
man, let's, nobody thought that the Oilers were going to be, nobody thought, and I don't care if you said you thought it was going to happen. I don't believe you. You're just like, you're one of those fans. Nobody who knows thought that this is the situation the Oilers are going to be in. Nobody saw this coming. More people saw what was happening at the beginning of the season. That's what we expected. That's why we were so um, excited about it was because it was a confirmation of our expectations. Right. It was like we, we felt justified. But this is all like nobody saw this com- this coming, I don't think. No, it's pretty crazy because it's 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 a low that we have experienced in like several years ago, but it's been a while since the team has been this low. This is like a low point that is really, you know, uh, a low watermark. You know, and you know what else? Like Connor and Dry haven't been putting up. I mean, they haven't been playing that great lately. That's another thing by their own crazy standards. But yeah, now by like standards, I'd say by general generally accepted standards i'd say they haven't been playing that well like over the last like six games seven games i don't know maybe they feel maybe they feel sandbagged by the coach and the organization they're just like tired of like trying when they're fucking it up personnel wise in the lineup doing things like going to a wedding without a tuxedo or uh icing hockey team without a goaltender Get a goalie for the love of God. Just anybody, anyone who's like stable and like, okay, I understand. I'm going to have to play a lot of games. Like it's not going to be um, in one game, then out the next game. It's like, I'm a professional NHL goalie. I'm capable of playing four games in a row and like not shitting the bed. Like that's all I want. There's a bunch of those guys. Most guys are those guys, I think. You know what I mean? Like, what if what if they get what somebody? If, what if they've given up on the year? What if they're just like, no, we're not even gonna, we're not gonna make the, the a trade to save this year? Do you think that conversation is happening think, in the offices? I don't, I don't think that's an option with these guys. Like, it's not as though we're out of the playoffs forever. I think we're out of the playoffs know, right now. But you know what? It's not. Um, it's not one thing to fix. There's a few things to fix, so it's a challenging and, process. And I don't think that like this idea that like. I mean, I know you say Connor's an honorable guy. I'm like, sure, maybe. But I mean, <laughs> there comes a point where it's like, look, I didn't expect to like make the playoffs like once my entire career up to this point. Like, I've been in the league for like a long time now. And uh, I need to change. Like he's calling the shots, right? I don't think his contract is really. I just wouldn't be surprised if the Oilers missed the playoffs again. Uh you know things could start to happen very bad things and i would understand them and i wouldn't hold it against that player that's the thing i wouldn't hold it against them it'd be hard to say and i think once those players sense that then um they'll be more prone to just like do it be like hey look i want out of here this sucks i'm sorry you understand you know where i'm coming from and i'd be like yes yeah i do and that's when i think if they miss the playoffs this year like, you know, a lot of fans, as a fan of the game, I don't want to see those guys just like waste away here. If Edmonton can't get it together, like, because the management is the team is being run so poorly, like, I don't know. I'd rather watch those guys excel somewhere else, just like they would. So, yeah. 
Well, will you start the Dynasty of the Sun podcast with me then at that point? And we'll follow the no, Florida the Panthers religiously. I'll start the Dynasty of the Sun podcast is if this team winds up with Evander Kane. Okay. That's the only situation. I can handle losses. It's fine. It's gross and crappy, but like I can still drink Pepsi and root for the guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm fine with it. If they if they start becoming like a scuzzbag operation, like openly, openly scummy, where everyone like is uh, you know, the rest of the league is like, uh I wouldn't I wouldn't have done that if I were you. Yeah. Like then, then I'm out for a little while. But that's the only thing. That's the only. Okay. Good to know where we. Like, yeah. I don't like players. I don't like having to cheer for players that are like uh, have hurt others physically. Uh yeah, I think that's as good a line as any in terms of being a sports fan. Yeah. Like it's like are there people out there that still talk about what a great player OJ Simpson was? You think? Yeah. It's like, Probably a couple. Not a I good mean, scene. He was a good player, but like I wouldn't want him on my team right now. No, no. Maybe Kenny Holland will sign him. We'll see. Well, I look forward to the uh, press conference tomorrow. I think we we'll probably leave it there. Don't you think, bro? Yeah. Unless you have any final thoughts or admonishments no, for it. anybody. No, I hey. want to get to sleep and I want to just like plow through tomorrow and then see where I stand after the dust settles, see where everything's at, survey the land after yeah. that. Yeah. Well, have at it, man. Let me know um, if you find anything at the uh, Druidic Ruins related to the uh, goalie magics. We'll see. Um, slim Pickens. It's Slim we'll, Pickens. We'll hang on. We'll hang in there like the kitty on the poster as much as possible. Hang in there, baby. Yeah. I'm going to put the Canadian club away. Yeah, I'm done with that. No wonder your Mondays are so rough. <laughs> No, I mean, I really almost never drink is a funny thing. I was thinking about it last night and it's like, I probably like buy booze like 10 times a year, maybe. Yeah, I never do either. Never do. It's, it's, like, not, it's, my it's not really a thing. Yeah. It's not my deal. Um, all right, brother. Well, thank you so much for talking to all the listeners out there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being uh, fully formed human subjects with your own minds, thoughts, and feelings. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and feelings and love with the greater community out there to help them through this dark time. Thank you for your sponsorship on patreon.com and for your support of the zeitgeist committee and its efforts, which are critically important. Um, have a nice night, brother. I'll, uh, I'll text you tomorrow. Feel free to dejectedly ignore my texts. Uh, and you got uh, it. otherwise I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye.